You've got questions. We've got all the answers when it comes to sex and more. This is the A to Z of sex with Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. Every week, we pick a series of topics that you've been wanting to know about. It's an encyclopedia of sex, intimacy, relationships, and so much more than that. Let's get things started. Now, here's your host, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the A to Z of sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. I am a sex and intimacy coach and a psychologist, and I've spent the last 30 plus years helping people to create hot and healthy sexual and intimate relationships. We are working our way through the erotic alphabet one letter at a time. And today we start the alphabet all over again with the letter A. And A this week is for anal. Many people find the subject of anal sex difficult to discuss and even more difficult to negotiate and engage in. There are tons of myths associated with anal sex. In many cultures, anal sex was a way of keeping virginity intact. And many people don't realize how much pleasure there can be in all things anal. Joining me today to talk about all things anal is Sir Scorpius Wolf. He's a leatherman in the Atlanta community. He's the head of household of House Scorpius Wolf, dominant of Lady Amaterasu. I knew I was going to screw that up. Amaterasu. Amaterasu, who is a founding member of the Southern Leather Chapter of Onyx Pearls. He currently has one slave under consideration for ownership. He's a primal, black wolf, and a sensual sadist. His desire is to bridge gaps within the leather community. He believes that everyone should be free to live and or express their true selves without fear of persecution, ridicule, or shaming of any kind. He has a passion for knives, swords, and blades, which dates back some 20 plus years while serving in the Marine Corps. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And I will apologize to her for butchering her name. <laughs> you know she's going to get you for that, right? I, I do know that. I, I do know that. She, she has a list. And she's going to see me in a couple <laughs> of weeks. So, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, so, this is, a, this is a really cool topic, I think, because um, anal is often considered really taboo still. Um, and so many people have so many weird ideas um, and won't approach it. What, what is it that you think is really important for people to know about just anal stimulation and anal sex? Well, I think people need to understand that it can be as pleasant or as unpleasant as the person that you're doing with um, for people who are interested in anal sex, then possibly self-exploration would be the best way to go originally. And then that way you have control of what's going on and you can have an idea of how good it can feel. Um, some of the myths are that it's just nasty, it's taboo. and it just, uh, The list goes on and on and on and on and on. Um, but if done properly, then it could be a very pleasurable thing. I mean, I, I know that the first, the first time I experienced anal sex, um, was pleasurable, and it, but it was because the person really took a lot of time with me. Um, and we went really, really slowly. And although um, he was amazingly large, it was still a pleasant, a very pleasant experience. I really enjoyed myself. I compare that to somebody who didn't take any time at all, and I ended up injured. You know, so... It, 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 it really takes some doing to, to learn to relax there. Because I, I guess 
the muscles don't seem to relax as naturally as they do other places. Right. Yeah, the muscles have a, have a reflex, uh, memory reflex of out only, mm-hmm. <laughs> not yeah. in. So if anything goes anywhere near it, then you're clenching. Yeah, yeah. And so, so that one of the things that's really important is actually to be conscious of that and, and work on not clenching because that definitely doesn't make it a pleasant experience. If you tighten. Right. Yes, it, it, will, it will go left real quick. Yeah. <laughs> and, I think, and I think that's one of the things that um, have happened to some people in the past. Um, and I can only speak for women, um, being though I'm a head male, um, that I've talked to some women and they're like, um, you know, I tried it and he just rammed it in there. And now all of a sudden I, I never want to do it ever again because it's painful. It hurt. It's, and they, that particular action of someone being impatient or just being selfish, honestly, um, ruining experience that could be an actual good experience. Then I've had people who have had that happen. And then, you know, like, well, take your time, relax, just, you know, give me somebody who's patient, who's actually going to be more concerned with how you're feeling than how they're feeling or going to feel. And once you do that, then you start enjoying it. And I've had people say, you know what? I tried it again and I enjoyed it. And lube, lots of lube. <laughs> lots yeah. and lots yeah. of lube. I mean, it's surprising to me how many people don't think about that. Right. You know, so, some people who are um, more experienced or some people who bodies naturally creates the lubricant. Yeah. Um, read the lube. Uh, I know there's some, some tricks of the trade that um, I've talked to some women about that they've, they've done. I know uh, with one of my exes, um, she had, she was one of those that had a bad experience the first time, uh, but she wanted to try it again. So we use lube, we use Annalise, uh, we use aromatherapy, <laughs> we used music, I mean, everything to get everything relaxed. And, um, you know, like I said, I took my time, um, slow, stop, slow, stop. I mean, just take your time. That, that's the biggest thing, taking your time and being patient um, you know, I think some guys want to hurt and get to it because it is so taboo. It is so, oh my gosh, let me do it. Ain't no, oh, I, I get this, like I get this. And they just, they forget that it's more, it's, it's as much about her as it is about, you know, about you. And once again, I'm speaking from a, a heterosexual male. Right. And I mean, you know, I mean, so, so speaking with gay men about this, about their first times, and I've done some of that and interviewed some guys about their first times. Mm-hmm. And so their, their experiences aren't that different, right? You know, this, the issues are, are the same. It's, it's about remembering to be slow and take time and to, to, to develop the feelings. One of the things that people don't realize is how many nerve endings there are in there. Right. So it, it, it is a, a place that can provide an amazing amount of pleasure. And what men don't often realize, because a lot of um, heterosexual men ha- feel like it's a taboo area to touch, which is really unfortunate, because right. you've got access to the prostate through there. And so you can do all sorts of wonderful things and create all sorts of wonderful sensations for a guy by playing with their bum. And mm-hmm. by penetrating them, and they, but be, if if a guy's straight, sometimes that's like, oh my god, oh my god, no way, no way, no way. Um, but it is actually um, a a, a pleasure rich area, which I think a lot of people don't really think about because of the taboos and stuff. Um, for me, it's it's, it's a no go for me. Um, I've 
I've experimented with having someone try to use a finger and I'm like, nah, that's not my thing. You know, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm open up and try um, different things. It's like, yeah, not my thing. Um, but once again, you know, everybody has different things. Some people have tried it, didn't like it. Um, some people are like, I'm never going to try it. Don't even come to me about it. You come to me about it. I will slap you. I will shoot you. I will kill you. I will stab you, then bury you, then dig you back up again, then kill you again. I mean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know people who's not into design. <laughs> and then some people are like, I love it. What? What? We're not doing it? How dare you? I quit you. <laughs> you know, yeah. so. Yeah, um, and, I, and, I, but I, and I think, you know, I think for a lot of guys, the taboo around it is just too big to, to really properly approach it. Um, and when I'm talking with guys about this, if they want to expand their pleasure profile, it's like, start solo. Right. Right. Start solo. Start without a partner so you don't have to confront the whole, you know, is this submissive when I'm dominant? Is this, you know, you don't have to go into all of the, the, the kinds of issues and dynamics that might come up. Start solo. And... See what happens when you stimulate yourself. And then if it's something you find you enjoy, then you can figure out how to fit it in in a way with a partner that actually works for you. So it's not um, uncomfortable and it's not, it's not uncomfortable emotionally because sometimes it's not uncomfortable physically. It's just uncomfortable emotionally, which I find really right. interesting. Right. And that's about shame. You know, that's just about shame. So it, it's really just working with that chain. So it's not, it's not seen as something that you can't do or you have to be gay to do. Right. Um, I know there are a lot of um, hyper macho men uh -huh. um, that uh, if you do anything to it, if you slap me on my butt, that's gay. If you, uh, if you kiss it, lick it, rimming, whatever, that's gay. If you touch it, that's gay. If you breathe on it, that's gay. If your underwear touch it too hard, that's gay. You know, and I think that kind of mentality and that kind of, um, you know, that kind of thought process is what either one keep people from, either one keep me from doing it, or two keep me from expressing, explaining that they do it, um, or saying they're interested in it. Um, yeah, like I say, I mean, yeah, a few have tried it, and it's like, nope, not me. Um, but then I think, you know, a lot, a lot of times. Um, Proper opinion yeah. plays one role in what people try and what people don't try. Absolutely. So we're just a couple of minutes from our first break. Um, and before we go to our first break, I want to talk about my favorite wand vibrator. Um, and y'all know that I love the O-Wand because it's elegant, cordless, and completely waterproof, which I think is really super and it is super powerful. It's got four speeds and seven programs and a completely ergonomic handle, which is fab, particularly if you've got any joint issues. I think this wand vibrator is incredible, and in my opinion, it beats the magic wand by a mile. If you want a 10% discount, head over to www.mrandmrstoy.com and put in Dr. Lori 10 as a coupon code. And... Um, Seriously, I can't recommend it enough. It is just the most sensuous and beautiful silicone, and the power cannot be beat. 
So we'll be back in a couple of minutes after some words from our other sponsors. And um, I will look forward to that. And we'll pick up talking all about Ano. It looks like I've had a few questions come in. And so maybe we'll be able to answer them. Awesome. Awesome. Looking forward to it. See you in a couple of minutes. Explore your deeper desires. Listen, learn, and live sexy here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry, no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the Stay Dry Barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throes of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now. How do you feel about a non-monogamous lifestyle? Does it sound enticing? Are you worried about what others might think? Your questions are answered on Sex Interrupted with Tara and James. It's a discussion about the swinger lifestyle, non-monogamy, sex, sexuality, and where it all fits in. All we ask is that you listen with an open heart and an open mind, and you will find your desires and fantasies can come true. Tune in to Sex Interrupted with Tara and James every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. This is the A to Z of sex, featuring Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. We know you have questions. We welcome you to call in to 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Feeling a bit shy? It's okay. Dr. Lori Beth loves to read your emails, too. Send them to Lori Beth at drlorybethbisbee.com. Now, more of the A to Z of sex. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the A to Z of sex. This week, A is for anal, and I am talking with Sir Scorpius Wolf. Um, And just before the break, we were talking about the fact that public opinion and um, cultural pressures can actually also really influence whether somebody's willing to try anal sex and feel okay about anal sex. And I know Cosmopolitan had this article not so long ago um, with a whole bunch of, of anal sex tips. Um, and, and one of the things they said was, well, it's great. It's not taboo anymore. But actually, <laughs> I, that's not my experience being around people. It, it seems that there's still a fairly large segment of the population that thinks that this is taboo. Right. Um, I, I, I don't agree. And it's funny because it's almost like a two-edged sword where um, – the taboo makes it exciting and makes it desirable. But then on the other hand, the taboo makes it undesirable and makes it shameful. So it kind of works both ways. And the shame is really a, is a real big problem because the shame gets in the way of pleasure. Um, And the shame gets in the way of people asking for what they want. Um, 
it, it's one of the things I spend more time in my practice dealing with than almost anything else is people's shame over their desires. Um, we did um, uh, last week. It was uh, Z. It was for zebra. The amazing zebra was on talking pony play and furries and pet play. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the things that we talked briefly about because that's an issue that comes up for so many people. So um, let me let me give you this um, question that, that came in. So Anna wrote in and said, whenever she attempt, attempts anal sex with her partner, she cramps up and it's much too painful to continue. So she's done everything. She's used lubrication um, and, um, you know, soft music, like you were mentioning before, <laughs> just can't seem to relax. And she was asking if there was anything that she could do to improve the situation. Um, can you think of anything that might be helpful? Well, um, one thing like we, like we mentioned before is trying it by yourself first. Um, I don't know if she's done that yet. Um, sometimes you can so. sometimes you work with the, like we said, the taboo of it all. Oh my God, I'm doing anal. Oh my God, she's going to go where? Oh my God, I'm not ready for it. It's so tight. I, I can't do it. He's so big. Um, then you have the culture of what people will think. And then you have the, um, you know, am I going to do it right? Am I not going to do it right? Is it going to hurt? Is it not going to hurt? Um, I think if she starts off by herself, um, one, there's no eyes for judgment if there happens to be an issue. Um, number two is at your own pace. You can yeah. do when you can start off small. Um, three also, um, anal plugs. You can do anal yeah. training. Yeah, you know, butt plugs are wonderful things. Exactly. So you can start anal training. You know, it starts off with a smaller plug and then goes to a larger plug. I mean, so those are things you can try. Um, also with a partner, um, what is he or she doing to also kind of help relax as well? Are they giving words of encouragement? Are they giving you can do it? Are they giving you know sweet nothings in the air? Are they preparing? Are preparing? Are they? Kissing her, are they, you know, rubbing her, rubbing her clit and rubbing other parts? Right. They're showing where they're doing it. You know, are they using a finger first? Yeah. You know, you prepare it that way for using the finger first. Um, are they kissing it? Are they licking it? I mean. Well, and that's one, you know, that's a whole topic in itself, which I definitely <laughs> want to talk about. Um, because that's even more taboo for some people. You know, yes. like, like, oh, my God. But, um but it, it feels amazing. Damn for all of it. Yeah, yeah, I know. So, I mean, but I think what you're saying is really important that there are so many different ways, particularly when you're talking about looking at making sure that the person is really aroused. Right. Sometimes people are so frightened of the act that they're shut down. So they're not aroused. Well, of course, if they're not aroused, they're not going to feel good. Um, yeah. So taking Pressure off is really important. Right. I mean, a lot of times you can start you can start off vaginally first. I mean, you, you can start off vaginally and, and work vaginally um, and get that going. You can try, um, like I said, you can try using a finger down there um, while putting a vibrator on the clit. You can try using a finger, inserting a finger while eating her, while licking the clit or, you know, while eating her. I mean, there, there are a lot of things you can do. You can add some pleasure to it why you're attempting to um, do anal. I mean, like I said, it's, it's a patient, it's a patient game. It, it is, it is a patient thing. There's nothing that let's quick open up, boom, slip it in, jam it in there. We're good. We're doing it. You know, it, it is a patient thing. So it may be some things that she has to prep first. Um, and feel comfortable with herself doing it first. Um, I, yeah. you know, self-pleasuring, um, getting used to something being down there. Yeah. 
Yep. You know. And 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 get used and and get used to something pushing in rather than you pushing out because you did mention that before and I do think that's that is actually a really important thing. You know, the reflex is is to push out because that's what we do with that with that set of muscles, and so mm-hmm. you have to get used to actually feeling something pushing in. I know that one thing sometimes people worry about is that is that they they think they feel like they have to go um, to poop. Right. And what they're actually feeling is just the reflex. And they don't actually need to do anything, but they're feeling that reflex to push. Um, and so yeah. they'll haul it off just because they think they need to run to the bathroom. They'll run to the bathroom. They'll be fine. <laughs> and it, it, right. gets, it can be it can be really a strange sensation the first couple of times if you've not experienced it before. Exactly. Exactly. Like I said, it, it takes patience on both ends, not just on you know, the, the giver's end, but on the receiver's end as well, it takes patience on both their ends um, to get everything prepped and, and be ready for it. It's not, like I said, it's not just a head help, you know, diving in, dick first, dildo first, strap on first and to it. It's, it's a it's a process that I think a lot of people um, don't realize that it is a process. Yep. Um, and they'll think, okay, you know, I'm ready to do it. Okay, let's do it. And it's just, it's not, it's not the same. It's no, and, and the thing is, is that it's, um, well, and actually, and for some women, vaginal needs all the prep too. So um, I think, I think sometimes it's important to not be goal oriented because we often are really goal oriented. Like we're going to get in there. We're going to do that. We're going to get in there and we're going to come. And, um, and, I, and one of the things I think about um, those of us who are um, in, who are leather folk, those of us who are involved in BDSM in power exchanges, um, and but also kinky folk, we tend to not always be goal-oriented because right. we eroticize so many other things that, you know, you can't always be goal-oriented. So sometimes the goal is taken away anyway. You know, I mean, so we, we, we don't, we're not just going for orgasm. And so taking a lesson from that to, to not be goal-oriented with this, you know, don't be pressured with it. Spend some time and, you're enjoying a finger. You got to that place where you could manage it and you're enjoying it. Great. Stop then. Stop then. Go do something else, right? And then the next time you're building on a success rather than like going, okay, well, we have to get the whole thing and, and you know, just to push through everything no matter what. Yeah, you have to be, you have to be um, appreciate the little victories. Yeah. You know, like you said, a finger. You know, okay, do a finger. Okay, then... You know, go back. I did a finger. See, can I do a finger again? Oh, I did a finger again. Okay, okay. Then the third time, do a finger again. I wonder if I can do two fingers. Hmm. Okay. Oh, wow, I can do two fingers. Okay, it's a little tight, but I can still, you know, and then, you know, go that way. But it definitely enjoy the, appreciate the small victories. And I think, I mean, for, for people who end up enjoying it, and I'm one of those people who ends up ended up enjoying it, there is a point where it starts to just feel really good. And it's, it, it then becomes its own really good experience. And it's something that you'll think about. It's something that you'll want to do again. It's not something that you'll be doing for your partner. And I know a lot of women, their first time is because their partner wants it rather than because they want right. it. Um, but it, it can right. actually be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. I mean, once you, once you get past that, um, that's one of the best things, the best feelings that I've ever had is when, you know, it's when she's saying, hey, you know what I feel like? Really? Okay, yeah. cool. Let's go. <laughs> right. You know, and it's not like, okay, well, you want it so, here it is. Like, well, 
but damn, maybe I don't want it, <laughs> you know? Well, exactly, but no, exactly. That's so important though. You know, the, the reality is, is that most people want their partners to be enthusiastic about what it is they want to do. Because if you're not feeling enthusiastic about the sex, it's not as much fun. Unless you're doing a weird scene. Um, I mean, there are scenes where, where enthusiasm is not necessary. Exactly, exactly. Um, something else I just thought about as well for, for the person who uh, sent the question in is if she has any friends who are engaged in anal that enjoy it, talk to them as well. Yep. They may be able to give some tips to her um, as to what they did to relax, um, you know, things that they've tried and things of that nature. Also, another thing is if they have anal orgasms, which from my understanding is awesome because I've, I've had um, someone have a few and they're like, that's better than cultural. I was like, really? Cool, let's do it again. <laughs> you know, um, but if they if they have experienced anal orgasms, then they can let her know, girl, it's like one of the best things ever. It was amazing. It was this and that. And that'll give her something to look forward to um, instead of something to dread. Right. Absolutely. Um, so we're a couple of minutes from break. Again, believe it or not. Um, when we come back, we're going to talk about rimming, analingus. We're going to talk about getting your mouth and your tongue around that area because it's like the thing people avoid talking about and avoid doing. Um, and it is, it is fairly amazing. And, and so we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the health concerns and other issues, but we'll talk about all the enjoyment parts of it as well. Um, because it is fairly amazing and a lot of people just avoid it. And it's really sad that they avoid that area of eroticism just because it's your butt. Right. Um, we'll be back in a couple of minutes after some words from our sponsors and we'll be talking about rimming craving more from your sexy lifestyle search our businesses services blogs articles and videos and keep in touch with us by subscribing to our newsletter all on the sexylifestyle.com. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. What is your level of sexual expertise? Want to find something new? Listen for Sisters of Sexuality every week on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. There's no judgment here and every topic is safe and sex positive. So we'll explore them together. It's time to push your sexual boundaries and try some new experiences with your hosts, Taylor Sparks, Parrish Michelle Blair, and Jet Setting Jasmine, with Marla Renee Stewart and Tiffany Janae. You won't want to miss a single show every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. This is the A to Z of sex, featuring Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. We know you have questions. We welcome you to call in to 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Feeling a bit shy? It's okay. Dr. Lori Beth loves to read your emails, too. Send them to Lori Beth at drloribethbisbee.com. Now, more of the A to Z of sex. 
Hey everybody, welcome back to the A to Z of Sex. This is part three of A is for Anal, and I'm talking with Sir Scorpius Wolf. And I just wanted to thank Anna for writing the question in. I hope what we've said is helpful to you. And now we're going to go on and we are going to talk about analingus and rimming and putting your mouth in that area. Um, And in the break, we were talking and I was saying that um, it's been interesting to me. Female partners I've had um, who haven't had a problem with it, uh, but I can count on one hand the number of male partners I've had that have been okay with this. And it's, you know, not looking to insert anything, not pegging, not fingers, just, just tongue. And it's just so taboo. Right. It goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Um, societal uh, principles and standards and, and opinion have gotten to the point where anything that's done with the male anus, but bum, yeah. whatever, you know, anything that's done there, whether it's by another male or by a female, someone of opposite sex, is considered gay. And for those hyper macho, um, masculine, you know, machismos that are saying, hey, you know, nothing goes down there. You know, if you do that, you're gay. It's like, all right, but it's with another woman. And homosexuality means two sex, same sex. And it's a different sex. So, yeah, but it's gay. And that's the only thing they can come up with is, yeah, but it's, yeah, it's but it's. Strange. You know, so I think with those things, you know, even that, you know, making anything that goes near a male's um, but gay is one thing that has car shaming, kink shaming, um, ridicule, absolutely, all of that, you know, with them. Absolutely. And because 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 there are many people who really enjoy the sensation. I mean, there are, there are, you know, there are things to consider. Um, we've, we've got, you've got to be as clean as you can be. Um, and we've got lots of germs. If you are immunosuppressed, you need to be really clear um, that if you are not going to use some form of barrier method, you are putting yourself at risk for a variety of infections. Um, and it, so that's really important. Right. To make sure that, that you're being careful. Um but, you know, if you get somebody who's paying really good attention to their hygiene and you are bonded so that you're deciding which risks you're willing to take so you're not using barrier methods, it can be an awful lot of fun. Right. Exactly. I mean, barrier methods and licking are difficult. It's the same as using a dental dam when you're, you're having oral sex with a woman. Yes, that's the safest way to have oral sex with somebody. Uh, no, it's not nearly as satisfying for either party. Right. Well, like I say, I mean, hygiene is definitely an important part of it. Um, you know, you know, I, I know guys. We you know we use the, uh, the the finger method of everything. We're like, okay, if we can stick a finger in it and we slick with the smell of the finger. Mm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You know, guys, you know, that's what, you know, guys like, mm, okay, mm, mm. you know, they're, they're, they're not just wiping their face. They're, that's, that's one of the things to make sure thing is culture, you know, because we go a lot of smell, you know, as well. So if it smells, if it smells clean, then we're like more apt to, um, you know, go down there. So I, yeah. I know that's what it is. Yeah, no. And I mean, you know, I tell people if you're going to do this and you know you want to do this. 
go and get in the shower and and or in the bath, however you like to, to clean yourself, but do a really thorough job, like make it a point to do a really thorough job. Um, and then it's much easier and you know, you don't have to worry because that's the other thing that people come into this all the time worrying about even, even when they're not, when it's not oral to anal contact, even just with anal sex, people worry like hell about the smells and stuff and, and the fact that it's messy and, and yeah, this is more messy sex. Yes. Because even if you've cleaned yourself really well, if, if somebody is sticking a penis deep up in there. You know, there may be stuff up there, so things may get dirty. Um, so, you know, don't have your silk sheets on the bed. You know what I mean? You know, <laughs> be in a position so that the mess isn't such a big deal. Have towels around that um, and, and warm water that's easy so you can clean. And remember that while it is okay to go from penis in mouth or penis in vagina to penis in anus, it is not okay to go the other direction without going and cleaning yourself thoroughly. Right, right. There are bacteria that, that's back there that you do not want up in no, the front. No, absolutely not. And you don't want it in your mouth either. Um, and, um, you know, it's another, for me, it's another reminder that people need to have that safe sex conversation. Like, have you been tested for hepatitis? Because yeah. that's kind of one of the... Um, biggest root transmissions for hepatitis A and B. Um, so it's like, you know, have you been tested for hepatitis? Are you, are you getting tested for all sorts of things? Um, and that conversation needs to happen. And also to be thinking about barriers when you're not sure, you know, um, it, it's really important to protect yourself and it's really important to protect your partners. Definitely. Definitely. Um, how do, I mean, that's a conversation that needs to be had before. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, oops. Oh, yeah. By the way. Yeah. But the, you know what? And it's 2019 now. And do you know how often oops, by the way, is actually what happens? It's it's frightening sometimes. Right. You know, yeah. you come up in the moment and it's like, I didn't intend for it to happen, but it was just right there. And it's just so tempting. And just, I mean, we just got into it. And oh, yeah. By the way. um have you been tested? Do you have papers? Do you have? Oh, well, I did last year at the beginning of last year, I think. Like, hold on. Okay. I just um, I, I'm just about to start um, um, some medication that that lowers your resistance to bugs, and um, so as a result, they tested me for. Hep B and then another and certain other Hep B antigens and Hep A and Hep C and HIV and all sorts of other stuff to make sure that I'm not carrying anything that if they lower my um, immune system will flare up. So um, it, it was like I normally get tested um, depending on how many partners I have. It's either six monthly or annually, but. Um, this was one of those situations where it was yet another test and, and they tested for everything under the sun. So it's kind of interesting to me and reminded me that people need to think about these things. Um, and particularly if they want to act without barriers, you know, we have choices and we have choices to take risk. There's nothing wrong with deciding to take risk. It's about being conscious, taking a risk with yourself. You're not taking a risk with somebody else without their consent, but you have every right to take a risk with yourself. You just need to be consciously doing it rather than finding yourself in the position of, um, oh, well, oops. 
And that is actually, and I've said this before, that is particularly a heterosexual thing um, for non-kinky heterosexual people have sex faster than any other group of folk without talking about sex, without talking about safe sex, without talking about anything. You know, meet in the bar, connect, go fuck. Because, you know, you know what it is? It, it's, um, you know, I was saying about the, the, the smell test that, that us, yeah. us, us guys, I don't know what we do. But you know what it is also that the, um, the look test, if she looks clean, she must be clean. Because if she wasn't, she looks sick. And, you know, and I think that's one of those things that people say, oh, she, she looked clean, so hey. Fucking you insanity. But it's so interesting to me, though, because it, it, it's not, it goes beyond disease. It's like people don't, how are you supposed to have good sex if you, if you have no idea what the other person likes? Well, some people believe ignorance is bliss. So mm-hmm. it doesn't even cross your mind until after the fact. True. And some people don't care if the other person has a good time and therefore. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I remember, I remember somebody saying to me, I'm going to take care of mine. You take care of yours. <laughs> I was like, excuse me, <laughs> <laughs> but you want to be in the same, you're going to take care of yours with my body. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's be clear what we're doing. And I, I might agree to that, but you know, it's like, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't worry about where women are. I take care of mine and they take care of theirs. They're too complicated. Right. As long as you know you're good and, and they know they're good and you know each other are good, good. Go for it. Go for it. And so we are a couple of minutes from our last break. Um, when we come back, we will continue this conversation. We'll talk about a few more precautions um, and um, also more tips for making it fun. Um, I have some interesting ideas about double penetration, so we can talk a bit about that. Um, And we'll see you in a couple of minutes after these words from our sponsors. Explore your deeper desires. Listen. Learn and live sexy here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Are you ready for your erotic journey? Join host Lexi Silver every week for SDC's Seek, Discover, Create, the radio show. Whether you're new at this journey or well-traveled on the sexual road, we'll help you find your way with guest experts and hot topics about sex, relationships, and your health. You can also connect with the communities of SDC.com for even more advice and discussion. Listen every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Your sex energy is your life energy. That's a central focus of The Conscious Living Show with Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce and her husband, Dr. Mark Pierce. The health of your sexual life is a parameter for your physical, mental, and intimate relationship health. If something is out of whack, by listening, you may be able to identify the problem and fix it. And it's not always about the sex. Tune in to The Conscious Living Show, broadcasting live every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Do you feel uncomfortable talking about your sexual health? Do you ever wonder if there are others out there struggling with the same sensitive issues you are? 
Join host Dr. Jessie Chung for Chung Chat. She believes confidence is sexy and you should feel your best inside as well as out. Dr. Chung is here to put your mind at ease and make you more comfortable asking the questions you want to ask about your own body, but up until now have been too self-conscious. Chung Chat airs Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. This is the A to Z of sex featuring Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. We know you have questions. We welcome you to call in to 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Feeling a bit shy? It's okay. Dr. Lori Beth loves to read your emails too. Send them to Lori Beth at drloribethbisbee.com. Now, more of the A to Z of sex. Hey everybody, welcome back to the A to Z of sex. This week it's A is for anal and I'm talking with Sir Scorpius Wolf and we are on the last segment of the show. So um, we're in the home stretch. We were talking about um, analingus before this and rimming and um, how much fun that can be and also making sure that people are, are thinking about their own safety um, and being conscious about the risks that they're taking. Um, and um, in the break, we were talking about how um, there, you, you said, sir, that you felt that this is still really more taboo than um, almost a lot of other things that you might, than one might think. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, and, and culturally speaking, I think it's among most head males. Um, if you say, if you say, if a woman says, I want to be choked, oh, you want to be choked? Oh, that should be fun. I want to be spanked. Oh, yeah, I spank you anyway. Hit it from the back, spanking. Um, I want to be tied up. Ooh, you know, I mean, I think a lot of things are are accepted. Um, but if you have a, and I've actually, I've spent this in a group um, just a few days ago um, in a group when it was brought up about it. Um, it was a meme with a woman, um, you know, rimming from behind. Uh, she had the guy's dick in her hand and she was rooming from behind. And the question was, would you do this? And some of the, you know, comments that came up with, no, nah, that's gay, that's this, that's this, that's nasty. No real man would do this. No, I mean, and yeah, I mean, it was real. No real man need to have it. We'll have his butt play with it any kind of way. And, and, and those are the things, and that's what I was saying. In some ways, especially in a, in a heterosexual male uh, culture, um, community, it is one of those things that's just like, you just don't do it because if you do it, then you just have a man anymore. Um, personally, I love women, so whatever. Yeah, I hear that. <laughs> I hear that. Well, and, and, and it does amazing things to a hand job. You know, yeah. it makes it a completely different experience. Um, exactly. So, you know, hey, whatever, you know. <laughs> you yeah, no, it's good stuff. Um, I, it was, it, one of the things that um, I mentioned just before the break was double penetration. That was another one that, that people often don't think about. So, um, you know, one of the reasons for enjoying anal stimulation is that is, is you can experience being even more filled and vibrators are great for that. Um, you don't have to actually use penetration, but you can. And double right. penetration can be really amazing. Um, but choosing to use a vibrator in that area will add completely different sensations that you might not expect just, just around the ring rather than actually going in. Um, go ahead. 
I was gonna say, I think um, you know sometimes it's, it's the area that's most sensitive. Um, yep. You know the area like right between, you know, between both holes, um, and actually the the outside of the anus itself is very sensitive. So if you can, if you lightly around there, or you still in that part, it's, it's you know it gives you a lot a lot of sensation there um, without the, the penetration. Um, if you do penetration, then there are things you can do um, vaginally. Um, I personally have, I'm engaging anal sex while I'm inside her, and then I'm, I'm playing with her finger her and things like that. And it's like, you can feel the wall through the walls. It's like, yeah. oh, okay. Okay, cool. Let's, and then she's getting extra pleasure from it because she's getting two areas that she loves uh, stimulation from get stimulated at the same time. And then don't play with the clit on top of that. You know, don't, don't play with the clit finger and be inside the name so I mean it's just you know there are a lot of things that can do. You know, I, it's just not looking at yeah, no, and it gives and it gives it gives the opportunity to have a lot of different sensations and and so um, increases the probability of orgasm. Um, and also um, creates a different feel to orgasm when you're full um, then when you know, maybe when you're not penetrated at all or when you're penetrated in only one area. So it's, it is definitely a different thing. Um, and there's so much you can do with it if you think about it. The other one that I was thinking about while we were on break is temperature play. Right. Enjoy makes, like, this amazing um, – they make stainless steel toys and, and they make amazing stainless steel butt plugs – and, and an amazing two-headed stainless steel dildo that's incredible. They make an anal toy that is like got stainless steel beads, but they don't move. That's mm-hmm. smaller than some of their other toys. Um, and it, I mean, it's, it, it's an incredible thing. But you can play with temperature with that. You can warm it up. So, you know, if you're not, if you're not having flesh, which is warm, you can warm it up so that it's comfortable or you can be a little bit evil and make it cold. Aha, drop it in ice water. But you know what? The thing about it, though, is if you're warming it up, though, um, it will also help you relax because, as you know, it helps you to relax. So that may be something else to look into as well. Um, Maybe if... um, you invest in a glass or steel, which you know, make sure you give me the link for that because yeah. I want to do things. Um, but you know, if you do glass or steel where you can heat it up and warm, yeah. that also, that's also another way to help relax. Yep. You know. And I and I think and I I will have to look for the link for this, but I think somebody does a warming butt plug that's silicon, but I'm not sure who it is. So I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to do some research and I'll get back to people on that. Um, but yeah, I mean that can help you relax. So it's a really good way of doing it is is to use a material that you can actually heat, um, and so you can gain the relaxation properties of that, which is wonderful stuff. Or you can be evil and put it in cold. And I I've been in situations where somebody's decided to be evil. <laughs> Ice cold is not necessarily um, fun initially. It gets fun, but it isn't initially. <laughs> I can imagine. I, I, I can imagine. And the thing is, is that anal sex shouldn't hurt, right? The idea, it, if it's hurting a lot, you're not doing it right. If it's hurting a lot, you need to step back and relax and figure out a way to do it. It shouldn't hurt. It's not supposed to be painful. It's supposed to be fun. Exactly. Unless you like painful. Then 
And yeah, that is the one. If you're a mask yeah, kid. Well, I mean, yeah, true, true. I know some people are like, ooh, make it hurt. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, you can you can do that. I mean, you know, if you're a masochist that likes that kind of pain, or if you're a masochist that take will take that pain within a scene, which is different, um, then yeah, then pain is fine. But that's consensual pain versus this hurts because we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> that's right, and and that's yeah. Practice is a good thing. Practice works really well with this. Practice patience. I mean, like I can't say it enough. Patience um, is one of the biggest things. Um, if you want to do a three piece to it, you can do practice, patience, and um, preparation. Yep. You know, those things will, will go a long way in what you're trying to do and what you're trying to accomplish and what's your goal of satisfying anal sex. Absolutely. There's another thing that people don't often consider, which is important thing to consider, which is what position are you in? Right. Right. The favorite position for anal sex for a lot of people is, is actually um, front to, to butt so that you're not looking at each other doggy style or, you know, somebody up against a wall or, or, whatever. So it's, it, there's, there's not that contact and that's the favorite position for many people, but sometimes that position doesn't work terribly well. Sometimes that might cause more pain rather than less. And you could try on the side, a a kind of a spooning position, or you can try lifting your legs over the shoulders um, or over the waist. I mean, so there are a lot of different ways of doing this, but people often forget that there are lots of different positions that you can try. I think because when people think anal, they think doggy style automatically because you're in the back. Um, my favorite position for it is with me on top and she's on her back. Um, because that way I can get inside. I can, um, we, we, we fucking anally. And then on top of that, I can also have access to the clit and, and the pussy and everything else. And it's like, hey, you know, a lot of stimulation. Once again, I'm a sensual sadist. So it works well with me. Yeah. You know, foot in those areas with sensations um, that you ordinarily wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't feel. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, and, and and for and for those of you who haven't experienced something like that, you know, that level of sensation can feel somewhat overwhelming, which is like where the sadism comes in. Um, which is which is, but it is really cool. It, it it it's a different experience to have that level of stimulation than it is to kind of separate everything out. Um, believe it or not, we are just a few minutes from the end of the show. Um, that was fast. Yeah, it was last tips that you can think of. Um, no last tips I can think of once again is for those given go slow. Remember Mm -hmm. it's about the other person's enjoyment as well as yours. Um, if you go slow, you will get there, trust me, and you will enjoy a lot more. Um, yeah. it's more pleasurable than when you are inside and she's throwing it back and you say, oh, shit, she, she has it, she's enjoying this as well. Um, sometimes you have to take your time, step back, go forward, step back, go forward, step back um, before you can get it in. Um, I mean, that's that. And relaxation. It's totally about relaxation and enjoying yourself. And enjoy everything that comes with it. Absolutely. 
Thank you so much for being with me, sir. It's been a lot of fun. Oh, definitely. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks, everybody, for listening today. If you do have more questions, feel free to email me at lauribeth at drlauribethbisbee.com. If you've been listening and you want to see what I can do to help you create and maintain the sexual relationships you desire, take advantage of my discounted offer for 10 hours of coaching for 40% off. The code is 16JULY. And the link is bit.ly forward slash 10 hours. That's one zero hours UK if you're in the UK or forward slash 10 hours US if you're in the US. Now, Mandy just wrote in a question um, and I am actually going to take it. Um, And what she said was, if you don't want to use condoms um, and you're having anal sex, are you raising your risk of contracting HIV? Mandy, you are. Um, Anal sex is one of the um, more easy ways to contract HIV because of tears. So it's a bloodborne disease. And so um, you can have the the skin isn't as, as, as flexible back there. And so you can have minute little tears, you know, nothing big, nothing that you'd feel. We're not talking about being injured, but that can in fact um, raise your risk of contracting HIV. So if you are wanting to go bareback, it's really important that you are sure of your partner's HIV status and your own. Um, And that it's a recent status because remember that every time that we engage in a sexual act with a new partner or even with the same partner who's had another partner, we are at risk again. So just getting tested once isn't going to cut it. Um, if you have other partners or if they have other partners. I hope that's answered your question. We're just about out of time. If you've got an idea for the show, please send it in. And next week, join me for the letter B. And B is for blowjob. And I will have the wonderful Sandra Sonnenbaum with me. Thanks very much for listening, guys. Have a hot and healthy week. We hope you learned something today. But if you have more questions, go ahead and email them to LoriBeth at DrLoriBethBisbee.com. Then be here next Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of the A to Z of Sex with Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. See you next week.